TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is. It's Tuesday. It's Hockey Talk. It's Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we are here recording on Saturday, May 14th. By the time you hear this on Tuesday, every first round series should finally be in the books. But if you want to talk about an exciting weekend of hockey starting today, this afternoon for us, uh, five game sevens in two two days in the first round of the playoffs. If you're the NHL, you couldn't ask for a better result. Uh, sadly, uh, three series of series of end, and Dave, you, one of them involves your Caps, and one of them R- involves R- your caps. Blues. So there you one go. of them does involve my Blues, and in in what's a fun turn, Dave was right twice. Unfortunately, he was right in one sad way for him, and one good way for me, because I was wrong, and uh, we'll talk all about that uh, after the first commercial break, but um, yeah, I before we do that, though, before we go to the commercial break, I have a, I have a question. Sure. So, my my birthday is this coming Monday. Happy Does birthday in this, advance. Well, and, and then by the time they hear this, in the past. But my question is, is which when your birthday is during the week, which weekend is the quote birthday weekend? Is it the closest to? So like since Monday, since it's Monday, does that mean this current weekend that we're recording is the quote unquote birthday weekend? Or do I get like to sandwich both weekends and just call it a multiple birthday weekend? I, I'm a, I want to be an immature 20 year old and, and act overprivileged about how important my birthday is. So, this is really important stuff, far more important than hockey. And so I just, which one counts? Which one counts? Whichever scenario is most advantageous to you is what I would go with, er, Pat. Er, ergo, I will celebrate both weekends. Let's hear it for me. Uh, as Daniel Bryan would say, yes, yes, yes. I, I'm all down and for it. But I did, I did do a little, uh, I did enjoy some libations this past friday that was that was enjoyable some some blended scotch because i was at a bowling alley bar and they don't actually have like a single malt scotch whiskey you get doers and you will like it and (laughs) you you will have johnny walker red they didn't even have that they don't even have johnny walker red they have doers doers white label that's what you get uh but i did get a i I got a uh a birthday shot out of it the bartender that was there good friend uh, she was kind enough to give me, uh, what I can only assume is what the college kids drink these days. Cause it tasted like fruit punch. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they I, do some uh, interesting things nowadays. 
Well, it just it didn't even taste like alcohol. It tasted like candy. So it was uh, it was very strange to me. Like I couldn't taste the alcohol in it. They said there was alcohol in it. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, I was I was cool though. I was cool. I I got to I got to do some karaoke singing, all that fun stuff. Yeah, to celebrate forty four. And you know, everybody knows that the forty fourth birthday. That's that's a milestone. Heart eight, I don't know what heart the eight coming is. out, man. Right there, you go. So I. Uh, Maybe that's what I should. Maybe I should go to the casino. I haven't been to like there's a there's a there's a tiny MGM uh, casino like thirty minutes from where I live. Uh, and that might I don't know. Maybe I could can I get one of those little scooters and like drive around in a scooter. You and a scooter is a basket. Bad, that's a bad visual, Pat. I, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. So it's a, it's been quite a weekend though in, in hockey as the first round of the NHL, uh, the Stanley cup playoffs has is coming to a close and we're going to take uh, our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the series that ended and then we will talk about the, uh, the games that we've got coming up because like I said, five game sevens and you just, you can't go wrong with five game sevens. So stick around everyone. You're listening to hockey talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com Eight series started a couple of weeks ago. 
we took a week off last week because those series were like all of them outside of one series, tightly contested series that have gone basically gone the distance, Dave. That's that's good hockey. The only the only series that hasn't looked that wasn't impressive. And I think we expected this. I think that's the one we called Colorado rolled through Nashville, like just rolled them. They did. But I think it was a little bit tougher than a lot of people anticipated it would be. I, I mean, they swept them. They but, scored seven goals in a game, man. Yeah. That is not tougher. No, I mean, I mean, you look at what Nashville was working with. They didn't have their starting goalie. They pushed him to overtime right. one game. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Nashville could play him any better than they did under the circumstances. And I mean, it's a sweep. Colorado got a little bit of pushback, but certainly not. You know, nothing to tax them going into. The next round, which I'm sure you want to discuss. I mean, we will discuss the next round when they take on my blues and, and and probably get a little bit more resistance, though. I will I will still stand by. I I I will own. I had no faith in my hockey team. Uh, I predicted them. I predicted the series to go six and it did. It just didn't go the six that I predicted. It went uh, four two to the Blues instead of four two to the Wild. I just thought that it was Minnesota's time. Like I thought Minnesota had, like the Blues have dominated Minnesota, but the last few games have been tighter. They've been more competitive, and it just felt like Minnesota was going to turn the corner. And after Game Two, I, uh, I well, and those back to back wins. Like the Blues won the first game, and I was like, oh, that's nice. We stole one. In Minnesota, which is kind of what I thought might happen, but then Minnesota went back to back. You know, won that won that game two, won game three in St. Louis, and I'm like, well, this is gonna go the way that I kind of predicted it was gonna go. And Craig Berube, to his credit, made a goal change, and Jordan Bennington looked like Stanley Cup Jordan Bennington for the last four games of that series for the four wins that are the three wins that the blues got after, after game three, like he was, he was a wall again. And in game and in game six gave up one goal and it was, it was an inconsequential goal. Like there, like by the time Minnesota scored, it was done, you know, and between the blues power play scoring in every single game of that playoff series, to the the goal switch and that seemed to really sort of settle the team down go blues uh good job and i think that they'll they'll i think they'll steal a game i think they'll win a game or two against colorado this year and and, and i you know when you compare that to last year where they just again rolled out of the playoffs in the first round where they they were all out of sorts and discombobulated i still think colorado has too much offense and while they're still kind of quote unquote young and improving, I think their talent's going to win out. They're just so young, fast, and skilled. And I think I think that that's still good. I think that's going to pay off. I think the Blues will, will challenge them a little bit, but I I think they're moving on outside of the Blues um, winning a couple. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, first off, about the Minnesota series, um, you know, you've got. The switch to Bennington was huge for St. Louis because they'd been outscored 11, really well. 11 to three in games two and three. All the momentum was going with Minnesota. They make the switch. Um, St. Louis. And I mean, you know, I talked about him 
in the preview, Jordan Cairo came through big in game four to tie the series. Tarasenko trade bait that we may be natural hat trick trick. in in game in game five. Uh, Bennington comes up big in game six. I mean, and and Tarasenko's hat trick was huge because they went into that final period tied and he scores three in a row and puts it away. Um, I, I think that they will press Colorado much more than a year ago. This is a better team. This is a, you know, they've, they've, it's not a shortened schedule. They really seem to gel at the end of the year. They played Colorado tough during the regular season. I agree with you that Colorado's simply got too much offense and, and didn't have nearly as tough a series as St. Louis did to, for the blues to really, I, I mean, I say that, but you know, we're going to talk about the caps and Panthers and you look at stuff on paper and say, yeah, they don't match up so well, but once you get out there, you never know. And, and I do like Bennington's goaltending a little bit better than what, who's Colorado got Kemper right now, or I'm not sure who's playing goal. I'm not sure it matters with, uh, that, with that offense. I'm not sure it matters. But right. um, they, they don't they don't put a lot of pressure on their goaltender because they are in the offensive zone so much. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely are. And and I think, you know, I mean, yeah, you look at that series, Colorado put up what nine, six, 21 yeah, goals in four games. That's ridiculous. Sick. That's sick. Um, I think St. Louis will slow that down. I probably right now I'd say Colorado and six. Uh, if if you know if you're asking, yeah, me to make I think I think that's reasonable. But I think you know St. Louis. I mean, you know, you got they got inside Minnesota's head. Um, they finally switched from Flurry to Talbot. The last game, it didn't make any difference. Um, it's too little, too late at that point. Too. Yeah, yeah. And the Blues had all the momentum, and and so solid victory for your boys. Uh, I'm looking forward to the series against Colorado. It will not be the cakewalk that it was last year. And that's good. Colorado uh, yeah. needs to be tested. Right. I just hope we get a couple more defensemen back. That's probably big. The biggest concern for the blues right now is just, it was a war of attrition, you know, like it was just everybody. Getting you knew it hurt. Would be. Yeah. You, and, and we, we expected that with that series. I thought, I thought that but, would be the most competitive series of right. all of them. We were wrong, but right. Right. Can I, can I also just make a quick joke that, uh, I get, that Baruby went with 11 offensive players and seven defensemen, 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Can we stop talking about it on the damn telecast though? Like every five seconds, well, Craig Baruby's got 11, you know, wings and centers and blah, blah, blah. They can, they can throw out all these different comedy. Yes, we get it. You've said it all series ESPN slash TNT slash TBS slash true TV. Yeah. And it's worked, I but okay. it's not going to work against Colorado. Well, again, it maybe it just turns into a high scoring affair. Uh, I think, I think that the blues might be a little more physical than, than Colorado. They so need, they, it'll be, and that's what they need to be to slow those right. guys down. So, and just, if you can throw a lot of different lineups at them, a lot of different lines, maybe you can, you can really take something out of that scouting reward. All right, let's get to the sad Dave, Dave, your NHL team playoff run has come to a close again. though. Again, again, though it was longer than we expected a little bit more of a series than we expected um oh, let's went, went went six let's be honest about this the capitals should have won this series I, I mean i'm straight up with you they should have won this series um you look yep. at the last three games that 
Florida won. The Caps led in every single one of them. The Caps led in the third period twice. They had a three goal lead in game five and they couldn't. That was hold it. that was it. When but they I, blew that lead, that was the series. Yeah, it was. I that mean, was, that they was were literally, I talked to you about it. We texted earlier in the week, two inches away, two inches from a 3-1 series lead. Um, it falls apart. You know, it's a game of inches, you know, two inches away. The puck bounces two inches off Hathaway's shoulder right to, uh, I forget who got the tying goal, Reinhardt or somebody like that. Um, but, I, you know, I, I give Florida full marks. I give them all the credit in the world. This is a resilient team. Um, they were facing enormous pressure, facing a, a, the number eight. But the Caps weren't your typical number eight seed. You're talking about a team that just won the cup four years ago. Lots of experience, knew how to play, you'd think. But here's what killed the Capitals, all the turnovers and and being careless with the puck and Florida with that transition tight. And, and Florida struggled for, you know, all the way through the final, I don't know, three, four minutes of game four. They could not get that breakout game going at all and then things kind of open up and then in game five all the turnovers led to a lot of stuff by florida uh i i give florida all the credit in the world for for being resilient for facing that pressure it's a very talented team uh how brilliant does the florida gm and the front office look for getting claude Giroux? he played a major part in this series especially yesterday and the assist on the series winning goal i believe got the goal that put them in front uh, and the Caps, of course, tied it up late. But, you know, I, I think and Carter Verhage, man, geez, what a series. Three games, all three games that Florida won at the end, he got the game-winning goal. Two of them in sudden death overtime. That's huge. I, I, I mean, you've got to yep. give him credit. I do think, you know, if Tom Wilson doesn't go out in the first three minutes or whatever it was, a game one, this is a different series. You know, you lose your physical enforcer, you lose one of your best players. That definitely hurt them. Um, but you know, from the cap standpoint, that's four years in a row. You've gone out in the first round. I think you got, I mean, you got to make a coaching change. I think, you know, I mean, they, they did it two years ago when Reardon got, you know, couldn't get out of the first round. Now you've had two years with the Peter Laviolette experiment. I think you've got to, you got to move on. You got to blow this thing up a little bit. They're just too old. Um, and, and just don't have the talent to hang with a team like Florida. Um, I'm really curious to see, you know, Florida is going to get Toronto or Tampa. I know we're going to talk about that. That's going to be a hell of a series, but Hey, I mean, it was a much better series. They take solace, some solace in the fact that the caps made it competitive, but honestly, Pat, they should have won. By the way, folks, this is the same guy who all hockey season has talked about how shitty his team is. And now is like, they should have won. They, they, so... they, they never fail to disappoint. But I'm just saying, objectively looking at the series, they should have won that series. I, I get you. I just want to point out, all season, they're going to blow it. They suck. They're terrible. I was right. They're old. I was right. They're not, they, they're not terrible. They don't suck. They made the playoffs. They put out a good showing for a series that we didn't expect to be as competitive did, as did it was. Did they choke three games in a row? They lost three games in a row. That is correct. But, you know... You, you can be negative, Nancy, all you want. At the end of the day, you still love your team. And that's all that counts. All right. Let's move forward into the Saturday slate of games. Five game sevens. Of course, by the time this podcast airs, these results will be known. So we will get to listen on Tuesday, uh, and you'll hear how prophetic or not prophetic we are when it comes to these, uh, these games. And we're going to start with the first game on the slate – Boston on Thursday, 
managed to even up their series with the Hurricanes in Boston. This has basically been a home team wins series all the way through. And frankly, I don't see that. I mean, the Bruins handled the Hurricanes in Boston, but honestly, I'm going with the home ice team. It's just, it's what this series has been. And I think the Canes get it done and advance. That's all I'm going to say about this one. Dave, your thoughts. It's funny. We both thought this series would go seven and, and, but I don't, I don't think either of us thought the series was going to be this way. Um, there has not been one competitive game in the series. Nope. Like you said, it's all dominated by the home teams and the swings are, you know, you look at what Carolina does at home and look at what Boston's doing at home. Uh, it's, it's nuts. I thought it'd be a much more tightly contested series, which with a lot of grinding, a lot of physicality, it has not been really that way. Right. And and I, I think, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, home ice has held true. Carolina is a different team in front of those fans. Boston is a different team in front of their fans. I think, you know, I, I feel like I feel like you're right. I think Carolina has too much in this game seven to win. I mean, and they, they pushed back a little bit in the third period of game three, but then they got a deflection. I think McAvoy got a deflection and that took everything out of Carolina. I I do like them at home. I think that they're they're good enough to pull this out. If will I be shocked if Boston wins? Not really. At this point, the series has been so Jekyll and Hyde. Right. Who the hell knows? But I think well, and, and Boston Boston does have the uh, enough players that have the playoff experience to get the win. They do in a game seven. They do absolutely. And, they have lots and, of experience. But as long as I get, I, I just want Sad Brad Marchand uh, to wrap up their seat. Like I don't care when it happens, but anytime Brad Marchand can cry, I'm okay with it. So that's that's what I'm going to go with there. Uh, next game up on the slate, the next game seven, a surprising game seven. I thought this was going to end in six. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning in the span of 30 seconds uh, in game six, I thought the Tampa Bay Lightning were done. Because in the second period, Tampa Bay's up two to one and Toronto scores back to back goals with about 30 to 45 seconds left to go in the period. And it was you could have heard a pin drop in Tampa. And, and I, you know, credit to, to the Lightning. They are the defending Stanley Cup champions. but And that shows some real metal on a team because that's the sort of period, you know, into a period that can kill a series. And they didn't. They tied it up in the third, won it in OT. I wasn't able to see the, the end of the game. Uh, again, I, I've been working all week, and, and so I've missed a lot of these games to see. Like, I didn't see how who scored the winning goal or anything like that. I just knew it went into overtime, and I was like, shit, it's too late. I got to go to bed. Uh, I stayed, it's kind of, Even the Blues game, I stayed up to see the Blues score the first goal of the game. And it was like, okay, we got one. I'm feeling pretty good about how they're looking. We'll see what happens in the morning. And, you know, thankfully, I woke up to good highlights. Uh, but great series. Uh and you, Dave, you you've been trumpeting the this is maybe this is the Toronto Maple Leafs year. Unfortunately, until they show it, it's still the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you know, I get that we're in Canada right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns on my prediction. Tampa Bay gets it done in seven on Toronto's home ice. Yeah, we 
you and I, I think we both had Tampa in five in this one. We thought that it was right. We we did not we did believe not, in the Leafs at all. Not no. at all. And they have really surprised me with just how good they are. I mean, Matthews, Marner. Look, I you know, I, I tend to agree with you that until they prove me otherwise, I gotta go with the two time defending champions. But I will say this. Uh, Toronto should have won game six. Uh, they they were dominant in overtime. If not for Vasilevsky, it's all over. And, and right. Campbell has been tremendous in goal for Toronto. And it was Braden Point who got the game winning goal in overtime on, on, on a just, you know, a gritty scramble in the in the crease. And he gets the puck and he puts it in. Uh, Toronto is a much better, much more solid, much more cohesive team than I thought that they were. And, and they have not buckled under the weight of their legacy in this series which i think is important now whether they can do that this last and they got i mean there are a couple of questionable when tampa tied that on a five on three um there are a couple one high stick was okay the other one was a little bit odd where the guy like grabs but does a stick lift and he basically lifts the other guy's stick into his face and they call that a penalty and tampa uh, capitalizes uh, I, I think, you know, when you look at these two teams and you look at where they are and, and their pedigrees and just, you know, big game, big pressure situations, you got to go with the two-time defending champions. Um, Vasilevsky is going to be the the difference maker. You know, if Matthews and Marner and, and, and those boys can get a goal early and feed off that momentum, I think that'll really help Toronto. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with you. I think Tampa takes this thing in seven, but you know, Toronto is a is a much better team than I think either of us gave them credit for, and they have shown that in this series. Yep. If they win, I'm not going to be surprised because, honestly, they should have put this thing away in Game 6. But you saw they were deflated. The fans outside who were watching it on the, on the screen in ter- Toronto, you could literally feel the depression. It's, it's Right. It's the impending sense of, oh, shit, here we go again. So they got to overcome that, and we'll see, we'll see what happens and whether they can do it. Uh, and come Tuesday, we'll know. So, all right. Now on to the game seven of a series I have not watched a minute of. I've not watched a second of, actually. I haven't watched any of this series. But the Kings and the Oilers out there with their 10 p.m. Eastern time starts and puck drops. Uh, this East Coaster is like, no thanks. We're all even three to three. I don't even know. I don't know the sense of this series. I don't know that. I don't even know where this. Who's who is this in? Is this in Edmonton or is it in L.A.? I don't Games, even know. Game sevens in Edmonton. Uh, it's it's a series. I, I think I predicted it would go seven. I think I predicted Edmonton in seven. Uh, not quite. Jonathan s- Quick finding the fountain of youth. Sort a little of, bit. Sometimes. <laughs> sort of. And sometimes yeah. when they win. Uh, right. You know, I mean, it's it's been, you know, another one of these kind of Jekyll and Hyde series because like in games two and three. Edmonton outscores the Kings 14 to two to take that two to one series yep. lead. Uh, and then the Kings buckle down, you know, you get Jonathan quick shutting him out in game four, which was massive. The Kings winning, right. you know, game five and the Kings. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it took, it took a, a late goal in game six for the Oilers to draw even on this thing. Um, Man, I, I still like Edmonton to win this thing. I think that, you know, Connor McDavid has been really good in this series. I mean, a couple of games where he just basically like solo just taken over, especially early and early in game six. I I tend to think that, you know, that he's got one more really good game in them. I don't think Edmonton goes any farther. They'll win this series, but I don't think they're going any farther. Too many holes on that team. The Kings should not really be where they are. 
Uh, but, you know, you had a stupid play by one of the Edmonton players, uh, Nurse, who headbutted <laughs> one of the players, yeah, and that, and that yeah. didn't work out. He got suspended. But, you know, the Oops. kid, I think I was watching something, and, and um, I, one of the broadcasts on NHL Network, and uh, they were talking about the Kings are really like a year early as far as being competitive, as far as where people thought they would be. Well, you're taking a team like Edmonton to Game 7, and they really have no business doing that. But they've played opportunistic offense. They've gotten, you know, like you said, Jonathan Quick in a few games has found the fountain of youth. Can he do it once more? I mean, this is a guy, two-time Stanley Cup champion as well. Edmonton doesn't have anything like that. If it's a tight game going into the third period, I think the Kings probably pull this out. Edmonton's, you know, you know, it, it's kind of like that Rocky Three thing when Rocky fights Mr. T. Got to put him away early, and I think that's Edmonton's right. got to put them away early. The longer the Kings stick around, the worse it's going to get for them. I'll take Edmonton in seven, but I'm I'm happy to see that you know this series was as competitive as I thought it would be. But it's it's been fun, Pat. It's been a fun series to watch. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot like. It's kind of like Boston and Carolina, a little bit with all the ups and downs and the momentum swings, but a little bit more even, you know, with the home ice not being tilted as much as it is in that series. But yeah, I'll give it to Edmonton. They showed me something game six. They could have folded, especially when the Kings came back. Um, So eh, I'll go with Edmonton. Well, all right. We are going to take our second commercial break, and we come back. We're going to cover the final two Game 7s, the Sunday games, uh, uh, two also very intriguing games, if you ask me, and probably the ones I might actually be able to stay up and watch because uh, while I have to work on Sunday, uh, I don't have to work all day, and I'll be home in time to watch some some Game 7 action. So, But we're going to get you covered on all of those when we come back. You're listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Okay. So this Penguins Rangers series, I don't know what to make of it. Every every time I think the Penguins are done, they're not done. And the Rangers seem to find a way to let them back in. Actually, it's the opposite, well, I think. Well, X, I, I don't know. I What do I know? I don't know anything about hockey. I picked the Blues to lose in six. So I, I clearly don't know. Every time I watch it, I'm like, the Rangers clearly look like the better team. Um, and, and then every time I turn away, the Penguins win again. Like, I I didn't predict this series to go seven. I didn't predict this series to, to go. I thought the Rangers would handle the Penguins. And you – were the opposite. You told me you told me the pins would give them trouble, give them fits. They have done more than that. And here we go. 7 p.m. on Sunday, May 15th, Rangers and Pens. What do we got, Dave? Well, I think this series has been all about goaltending or the lack thereof. Uh, and it's been surprising yeah. to me because Shesterkin has not this guy's gonna win the Vesna trophy this year, in all likelihood. Um, he's had like one good game and the rest of the time he's really struggled on the other side of the fence. You know, the penguins lost to Smith in game one, Tristan Jari has not played yet. 
And you've got Luis Domingue, who's been in goal and trying his hardest. But the book is out on him that he's got a weak glove side. And the Rangers have exploited right. that. Um, I, I think, I think you know, the Pens were up 3-1. to one. I really thought at that point, this is done. Um, but a big thing happened in Game 5 that turned the series around, and that's Sidney Crosby getting hurt. And I think that really buoyed the New York Rangers in, in a way that they've got all the momentum right now. If, if Jari doesn't play in game seven and Crosby doesn't play in game seven, and even if they do, and I know I picked the Penguins to win in seven, but I'm going to switch that now. I think the Rangers has got all the momentum. They're at home. I think Shesterkin's due for a strong game. Uh, I, I like the fact that I think he'll probably get that in game seven. The Pens have got to get, you know, they've got to get somebody on, on the back end to stifle the Rangers attack. You know, they had a good shot. Kreider scored late in game six to tie it up. But you look at it right now, and this is another weird series. All the momentum is with the Rangers right now, I think. And, and I've seen the Penguins do this before where a, a, a team that's arguably better comes back from 3-1 and then the Penguins just shut them down in game seven. I don't see that happening here. Um, the Rangers have got a lot of youth, a lot of speed. Shesterkin's do. I'm flipping on, on Game Seven. I think the Rangers take this thing. Right. Well, I hope the Rangers take this team take this thing because they were my pick. Um, the Pens have surprised me, uh, and, and I just I like being right. And I, and I forgot I forgot to go back and like we should attract who's been right and who's wrong. Like I think you're ahead of me because you you went with the Blues and I went with the Wild. So uh, you got that going for you. Okay, my upset special is still in play. We're going to Calgary, the Stars and the Flames. I I got to be honest, I, I expected like picked Stars to beat the Flames. I also expected the Flames to look better than than what they have. Uh I and I think they, you know, they they, they started this series I felt very very sluggish. If that makes sense, like they just like that one to nothing victory to, to start was a very uninspired one to nothing victory. Dallas has hung around. I I got to stick with my prediction, even though we're in Calgary with this team that can score like crazy. But again, I didn't expect I, again, I, I picked the stars at six and an upset special. Here we are. It's game seven. I'm not feeling great about it. Because I think home ice is, is going to matter here. But I'm going to stick to my guns, Dave. I'm going to stick with the stars with the upset. Because I have to. It's my upset special. And I get to crow about it if if they win tonight or on Sunday. Yeah, I didn't see Dallas being competitive in this series. It's a team that struggles <laughs> to score, kind of like the Rangers were. But uh, Ottinger, if I'm pronouncing that right, the goalie for the Dallas yep. has single-handedly kept them in this series. Kept them in uh, game six. Made, what did he make? I mean, he faced what? Made 36 saves in game six. Uh, Calgary, that's their biggest problem is they can't beat this guy. Uh, they've got enough to right. beat him in a few games. And, and Dallas has uh, just got some offensive woes that show up every so often. And that gives Calgary an advantage. Calgary, you look at it, they're like, okay, they're the better team. It may not matter. You may be right. Uh, and, and home ice hasn't been crucial in this series. It, it's It's been helpful, you know, especially... If, last two right. games games five and six I, you know i'm still sticking i thought calgary put this thing away in six um i'm i'm surprised that dallas is sticking around i'm still gonna stick with the flames 
to win game seven um, and, and advance. But I mean, what ooh. they were like number three in the league in points or something this year, like yeah. in terms of uh, like, yeah. So they, they, just, they, they just have should not, win. They should. They just have not. But they just capitalized in a few places. They've been very uninspiring. It's been a very lackluster effort. And, and credit, and credit Dallas's defense too. And their goaltending. Right. So I, uh, yeah, somebody's going to show up. It'll be, and this, this is the best part about game sevens. And I, and I'm just NHL just retweet retweeted uh, a public relations thing that came out about 20 minutes ago. Five game sevens is the second most in any round in NHL history. So not just first round, any round five game sevens. This is great stuff. And I gotta, I gotta tell you the best thing about game sevens is it of all the game seven series opportunities that you have in all of sports, hockey game sevens are my favorite. Just like overtime hockey is my favorite playoff hockey. I still for my money. And I think you agree is the best playoff competition to watch. Oh, it's intense. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And you get, you get a game seven that goes into sudden death overtime. And Oh my Lord, that's, yeah, you, it's it's drama. I, I put Major League Baseball and its in its old school extra inning rules as as the other sort of great playoff drama sort of stuff. But there's nothing, in my opinion, compared to a Stanley Cup playoff game seven series anywhere. And you, we've got five of them. How great is that for hockey? The other thing I want to say before we wrap up the show, God help us, Canada needs to advance. We've been talking about this for a while. We need a, we need a Canadian team to advance tonight. Or tomorrow night. We do. Uh, it would be year. it would be a, a tragedy if they all go down. And they all might go down. And and that the fact that all the Canadian teams are going to a game seven is is, is nerve wracking for an entire nation on an unprecedented level. Right. Edmonton, I think, has the best shot uh, uh at least of comfortably doing it. Calgary is probably the best overall team. And Toronto, in my opinion, has got the most daunting task, but at least they're on home ice taking on Tampa Bay. So I, th- I think Toronto is the best of the three teams, but they're facing the worst possible opposition that they could. Right. The defending champs are going to come out desperate and hard. So exciting, exciting hockey. And we'll get to reflect on it all next week when we get into hockey talk for next week. But Dave, that's that's going to do it. Unless you've got any other little news tidbits you want to talk about other than firing your coach. Uh, hey, hey, Barry Trotz is available. So, uh, you know, we could bring him back. There you go. We know he can win. There you go. Well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we get out of here, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody out there in the interwebs. Oh, shoot. I, I need to do something first because I forgot to do it. Before we say goodbye, I need to remind you all that if you love what we're doing, and you love the Chair Shot Radio Network, and you love Hockey Talk, and you love the the content we put out each and every day of the week, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in one of our mini shirts. We have designs all across the board, everything from our logos to our shows to sayings and phrases. Shirts are only $19.99 or spend a few dollars more. Get something soft style. It'll feel great on your giblets. Again, that site is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please forgive me, Greg DeMarco slash PC Tunney. I, I wasn't the corporate shill at the right time. You get it now. Now, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you out there on the interwebs. 
You can find me on Twitter at FirePeterLaViolette. Uh, no, uh, you can find yeah. me on Twitter at AttitudeAg. That is at AttitudeAgg. And on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Cool. And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network on Mondays with Dave here for Chair – or on Monday with Dave, PC Tunney, and now Aesop Mitchell – uh, doing nerdy stuff with bandwagon nerds Tuesdays with Dave talking hockey and soon to be talking music and Wednesdays with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales talking wrestling on the Greg DeMarco show. That's going to do it for this week's edition for, of hockey talk. Get out there and enjoy the playoffs. We got a great weekend. And if this is the appetizer, I can't wait for the main course as this playoff season continues. It's been a good one already. You have been listening to Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Uh-huh.